Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to a action-packed, because we do have three people on the panel today. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Zach. And hey, and I'm Andy. And Andy, who's from Big Trouble Podcast and Escape from SideQuest. We're all here, and we're going to talk about Resident Evil 4. Right off the bat, can we talk about how, the you know, when you press start and it says Resident Evil 4, it's not like how Resident Evil 2 says it it's like all weird and stupid did any get anybody get that feeling <laughs> I mean stupid is your opinion I happen to love it but uh, that I... guy is into it he is he is living the Resident Evil lifestyle you can you can hear it in every syllable yes and it's very clear it's not like Resident Evil 2 is like Resident Evil Four. <laughs> hey, he doesn't just say four, man. It's like Vince McMahon says Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four. Wow. Ah, oh, man. We always have to get our Vince McMahon reference in every episode. I feel like it. We're talking about the way the game starts up. Uh, minor nitpick. It's like, hey, this game's violent. Capcom, double digital, soft deck. Some other horseshit. Another guy. This guy also worked on this game. More brown stuff. I'm like, God damn it! Get to the title screen. I want to play this game. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of like, uh, this is all the stuff we did to make this game. Like right before the game starts, and it's kind of odd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but the action-packed episode is gonna be Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Five, and Resident Evil Six. Five and Six, we're still planning it still on what's gonna happen. But those are the three games we're going to be covering in this one. Uh, I consider it the turn for the worst in this series. But uh, obviously, Zach and Andy might have different opinions than me. Um, but, but let's get into the intro of it. Uh, I played it on GameCube. Zach, what did you play it on? Wii. And uh, Andy? I played it on GameCube. It's the only way to play it. Gotta, I gotta, I gotta get them triggers on the way for it. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, GameCube for you know the hardware and shit, it looked like a good game. Yeah, the game's got like a bit of a fuzz, but it's it's forgivable. It kind of adds to the overall like dirty aesthetic of the whole game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what we played it on, and that's what we're gonna be basing off our reviews. I know some of us played like the thousands and thousands of ports that happened in the remasters so we have an idea of what it looks like but let's get into development of resident evil 4 um i was introduced in resident evil 4 was in e3 i forgot what year it was but it had the hookman uh, demo where it was like in a mansion and had leon and apparently there were zombies in the uh the uh, the the tech demo too and, Is that the one that's got the doll? Yeah. Yeah, spooky. And I really liked it, and I was getting really hyped. And then there was stuff along the way. I, I hope I don't butcher the name. Mikami? Am I, am I saying this right? That's correct. Okay. Mikami. Mikami. Shh. Um, he wanted to go more of a action-packed game, and he wanted to steer away from survival horror it sounded like and i here, here's my thing if you wanted to steer away from that then why didn't you just make another game 
I, re I read a little bit about this, like specifically on one of the other versions where he just finally put his foot down, like the last version before what we got is the final product. And uh, supposedly he had said that he thought the formula was boring fans and it was rep it was too repetitive and stuff. But, you know, I think back to around that time, I don't really recall anybody ragging on the games that much up to that point. It's, it was just Zero came out and people were like, I don't like this split character thing. I don't like throwing all my stuff on the ground. This is just the shit we complained about mostly. Mm -hmm. There's a quote. There's a. I think it's from Mikami. It might be from Fujiwara or someone else where he's talking about he was disappointed that um, Resident Evil was the, the horror had to exist in like science and a bunch of other like bullshit like that but then silent hill was spooking people with like the supernatural and ghosts and stuff and i think they wanted to like take a left turn but i don't think they knew what street they were taking it on yeah he wasn't the only guy in that uh development group that felt that way yeah and it's weird but like i guess with the whole hook man and like how it looked very paranormal-esque in that demo uh they kind of is like hey why don't we make a separate game on that and we'll call it devil may cry and that's how pretty much devil may cry series happened i guess no that was that was a different version that was the very first version oh really but yeah. but the Hookman kind of looks like the enemies from devil may cry the, the puppets the the puppet guys with the scissors mm -hmm. yeah but like, uh, apparently, I mean, even happened, that could be a call back to Clock Tower. It sounds like it could be, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, we're gonna go into deep. I have mixed reactions. I I love this game as a game itself, but, but as far as Resident Evil, but development on it was just they want more action. Uh, Zach, did you have any more information about the tech demo or? anything else about the development oh yeah there's a bunch of info about development because i think this game probably has like the most splintered like uh split personality development cycle out of all of these games like they, they they restarted it like three or so times right mm -hmm. yeah three times uh but like yeah the first version which is the one hideki kamiya was heading up uh had a lot of elements that ended up in Devil May Cry, like even story stuff. Like sp the story was supposed to take place pretty far into the future, actually. So, like, who knows? It could have been like 50 years into the future or whatever in the Resident Evil timeline. But uh, Mikami saw, like, he was kind of bending it towards a more, this is really cool, this is rad, and like more action stuff. And he's like, oh, why don't you guys just make that its own game? The protagonist was going to have the g virus is that right yeah him and his brother virgil were direct direct descendants of oswell e spencer and they were both infected with the g virus and had like superpowers and shit nice <laughs> it's it actually it's actually kind of cool i mean it probably would have made more sense i'll go in that later on with the story because the story fucking confuses the fuck out of me but uh and then there's the Castle Fog version, which is the version I always wanted to play. Mm -hmm. There's like a, a Black Fog enemy that also got recycled into still another Capcom horror game, I believe. Resident Evil 5. Yep. That's 
it, like it, the the big thing about that one, the big reason why it was canceled apparently was they couldn't animate the black fog right to like match the uh, concept. And eventually, like when they made RE five, the way Ouroboros uh, enemies kind of like I don't know undulate and shit. That's that's kind of like what they were going for with that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that uh, that game had all the fixed cameras and stuff, and it, like Leon gets infected by a virus and stuff. That's also the demo that has like the airship, where he's like walking around the castle and he's in an airship and stuff like that. <laughs> and and then they were gonna have a female partner character that had a dog with her too, and she would like explore the castle and stuff. Which is another idea they recycled into another game. A very expensive game, Haunting Ground. Yeah, I don't know much about it except that it's more than a hundred dollars at game conventions. Oh god. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say, but didn't didn't you say that one of them? Because I did read on it, but I didn't go deep into it. Is that one of the directors wanted to have zombies, and Mikami was like, "Fuck you, I don't want zombies in this game." Yeah, it was um, Hiroshi Sabata who was in charge after Kamiya got kind of like put off to go make devil may cry mm-hmm. uh yeah this was like his third try at bat basically he's like well let's just go back to zombies and mikami's like no Fuck no zombies. just get out of here he threw him out of the, the window tragic <laughs> and, and he pretty much like according to what i read they started up mikami's development in late 2003 and there was like still basically no real solid concept or no script mm-hmm. and if you think about this, this is crazy. He went from maybe September to December of 03 to January 2005 and released this game. Basically just a year and a month. That's crazy. They must have crunched like hell. And the game looks really good for it because it, it doesn't have a lot of pre-rendered background. I believe everything is in-game engine, right? Yeah, it's all 3D, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And pretty impressive in that timetable, especially back then. Yeah, like I didn't. I, I thought that they figured out what they were doing in late 2002 last time I looked, but no, apparently not. Capcom was good at making games around this time, too. They were busting out, I mean, not just this, but they were also doing like Beetle Joe, um, Onimusha, um, all kinds of other stuff. Like they, they had development studios all over Japan that were just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, they were still kind of in peak form, like after PS1 era and stuff. Totally. Is, do we have any other things on developmental? Developmental. Uh, de- development. <laughs> um, nah, not really. Uh, the the hallucination hookman thing you're talking about, like, there's just this, that thing where one of the writers wanted to like make it like Jacob's ladder and stuff and specifically brought up how we can compete with silent Hill. If we do this, mm-hmm. which I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, it's still like, even if they did change it to temp paranormal, like even what they did in this game was weird as a resident evil game. Like the parasite thing was a good touch, but I still think they should have had zombies in here. And I'm always going to stand by that because when I first turned on this game and I was like, all right, we're, we're, we're in Spain. All right, I guess we're going to fight zombies, right? And then all of a sudden you just have these like weird looking cult people that have a parasite in them chasing after you and then it pops out of their head. 
they're still kind of zombies. I mean, they're zombies insofar as zombies aren't a real thing, and there's many different kinds. Just, you know, Romero zombies, but then there's also, you know, uh, Zafuju zombies. There's also... You know, some of them are fast, some are slow, some of them are this, some of that. People are always like, oh, it's not technically a zombie. They've got uh, parasites in them, and when you shoot their head, it explodes, and there's a razor blade in there. They're not technically zombies. It's a fungus, and they can't see, so they use their hearing. To hear. It's not technically a zombie. Bah, 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 bah. No, it's still kind of the same thing. Kind of? Yeah. Mm. I mean, they were still intelligent. They knew what they were doing, just the parasite was taken over them right correct like they they were communicating they were in a sense being brainwashed by this parasite um yeah that's basically what the research notes say they kind of form like a hive consciousness thing and then sadler can control them because he has the biggest most powerful parasite in him or whatever he's got a big stick he's got a big stick and he he tentacle fucks people through the chest <laughs> I guess we'll transition. I mean, we're probably still going to talk about the story and all that and all the weirdness and stuff, but the difference of the Resident Evil 4 uh, game compared to the past Resident Evils. I mean, we just went through the bad era where we had, you know, the gun survivor. That was a change on based on rail shooter, but it still had that survival horror uh thing to it where you had to find bullets and you know you were always under stress in this you're under stress in resident evil 4 but you know that you're gonna you know come across the what are you buying or you come up across another barrel or a box that you're gonna get ammo for your your machine gun so this game is super forgiving with save points too mm -hmm. and that's another thing and Hey, I will say this. As an action game, I love it. I think it's great. I think there's a lot of action. I think I think the enemies in this game are uh, a variety compared to past Resident Evil games where it just had like your four types of uh, enemies and uh, just your average, you know, boss <laughs> where it's like, here's a giant s snake or a, a giant tyrant. Yeah, now there's a giant catfish. <laughs> yeah, you're getting dragged by that, and then you're having a fucking knife battle with this general dude, and you're fighting this little, uh, or, or, you know, the, one of the enemies is a little kid or something, or a little old kid, <laughs> whatever. I don't he's know. A, he's I, a dwarf. I, yeah. It's like the guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Peter yeah, Dinklage. The dwarf, yes. Sp Spanish Peter Dinklage. That that is Ramon Salazar. <laughs> Salazar is my favorite. Uh what's great about this Resident Evil, it kind of defined the over the shoulder shooter. Like it really launched it and you know that's when Gears of War started, you know. I mean, obviously Gears of War came out years after this game, but it was definitely influenced by it and many other games that after This it game influenced every game that came after it i think mm -hmm. i think this was a big part of uh uh brown is real for some reason games got really brown and really gray around the, the that period and it, it persisted all the way through the ps3 and the 360 time and we're going to talk about it eventually quick time events um 
it had been done in like Shinmu and a few other things, but this game really hammered home. Quick time events are here, bitch. Get used to it. And we had to. Did it take away the immersion for you guys? Because I was like, cool, I mean, I'm dodging a boulder or I'm dodging this other thing. But like having the like the the, the colorful buttons just appear on your screen, I was like, ah, oh, this is lame. I don't like this. Well, you're playing here's how I think about it. It do, it totally breaks the immersion. Breaks it 110%. But how much of this game is about immersion? And yes, it's supposed to be a horror experience. And, you know, there's a big conversation to be had about how well it does at that. But you're still playing a game. You're playing it to have fun. And the first time you play this game, I maintain that when they come up, you're always like, oh, ah, ah. And you're having fun. It's exciting. Oh, I got to hit those triggers. So I'm going to, oh, I got to mash A. Oh, this is fun. I'm going to do a cool action scene. Look at me. So... Yes, it totally does break the immersion, but for a good reason. The ends are justifying the means, I think. It's a video game. It's supposed to be fun to play. Mm -hmm. uh, Zach, do you have any uh, things you want to throw in there about the difference or even what you liked or disliked about the game compared to <clears> others? Um, I pretty much agree with a lot of what Andy was saying there, how it influenced a lot of games. I think it influenced games for like a good decade after it came out and um i don't know i never really had that many issues with the quick time events so there was a couple when i played through it recently though that kind of tripped me up yeah how fast the the thing comes Fuck up Fuck that entire sequence i hated it the first time i played this game i hated it this time i played this game fucking hate that fight fight you, you ever quotes you ever try to play it on professional and get to that point fuck no Oh my god! I know somebody that did, and they punched a hole in their wall. <laughs> he'll know. He'll know. He'll. That's a shout out. But, but um, like, uh, in terms of other differences, like a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, they changed the controls." It's like, no, they didn't actually change the controls. They just changed the camera perspective. Yeah, it's still tank controls. It's very much still tank controls. The only di big difference is now you manually aim your reticle, your laser. And which I like that. That's fun because then it means like hitting guys on different parts of the body actually has an effect. Um, and they brought back the you know quick turn kind of thing because they turned it off in like some of the other the past games. They're like, oh, we don't need this, and then obviously they need it because people loved it. Yeah, quick turn is really convenient. Um, what else is different? They have like various. You don't just really pick up your weapons in this game. You, you pick up one, the shotgun. Everything else you have to buy from the merchant, and that he offers various different guns for for like your taste or what, however your playstyle is and stuff. Mm -hmm. and that's really cool. You upgrade everything. That's fun. I like that the game adjusts itself depending on what you pick up. Like uh -huh, yeah. this most recent playthrough, I just didn't even bother buying a TMP or anything like that, and the submachine gun ammo just stopped appearing. Just it didn't appear the whole game. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think those are really the, the big differences other than stuff that has to do with the story and the, the tone and all that kind of stuff. What do you think of the merchant? Because, I, I mean, obviously I loved it because of an action game. I'm like, oh, cool, I can buy this gun uh, with all the currency that I get in this game. But on the other side, I was like, why? Like, this is so not Resident Evil in any yeah. fashion well, uh, I like the merchant 
because he's funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the best character in this game, probably. <laughs> He might be. Well, besides Salazar. All right, I'm going to back that one <laughs> I think there are multiple merchants. It's not just one merchant. It's There's like, got to be. There's got to be. It's a merchant's guild. <laughs> I mean, when you're in the castle, there's one outside at a safe point, and you go through the door, and there's a shooting range in there. And he's there. It's possible there's several. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like, I, I, I don't know, because... Again, like what Andy was saying, this is like more of an action game. So, like, I feel like this helps it be more fun. Uh, the, the stuff with the merchant and everything. I mean, it's it's just different. Um, Leon, what do you think about him in this game? By the way, like, awesome. He's the best. I love him. I love. Where's everybody going? Bingo. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, oh, someone lost their head over this. Oh, he's, he's, he's such a smarmy asshole, and I fucking love it. it. I like how he is, you know, this rookie cop in 1998, and now he's like the fucking secret service to the... To the Which pre- makes no sense. At the beginning of the game, he says he's like working directly under the president, uh, something, something, which, by the way... Uh, the president's the commander-in-chief. If you're in the military, yeah, you're working under the president. But the only exception to that is the spe- uh, the Secret Service, who is under the Treasury, I think. It's either the Treasury or the Department of Homeland Security. This is 2004 or five, so it would be Department of Homeland Security. So, no, you're not. You fucking liar. Also, he's like, uh, so this girl's name is Ashley. Is that right? It's like some fucking yeah. service member. He doesn't even know the president's daughter's name. Oh my god, it's so stupid. I feel like that was like a Japanese kind of bad writing. They don't understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I, it, it also like it's a bit of a suspension of disbelief thing that they're like he's like I found the president's daughter. Okay, we're sending a helicopter. You're gonna have to walk three miles. No, no, no. no. I found the president's daughter. Okay, we're dispatching the Marines or something. You know, come on. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was like odd that that jump and did Zach, especially you, did you find it weird that they only mention Umbrella like about three times in that game? Like you don't hear about <clears throat> Umbrella at all besides, you know, oh, you know, this is what happened in Raccoon City and then obviously this is what the parasites are uh, coming from. Yeah, to me, that was kind of like the biggest bummer faux pas this game does, I suppose, which is them just kind of discarding all the buildup of, like, the last games. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you, were a, if you were a fan of this series at this point in time, you're like, you play all these games and you feel like, oh, it's going to build up to the big game where everybody teams up. It's like, it's like the MCU, but Resident Evil characters and we take down Umbrella in Europe or some shit. That, that's where it was leading. And like it, Thanos. <laughs> yeah, and then it just doesn't happen. It just oh the stock the the stock market crashed, and then <laughs> isn't they, that what happens in six or something? It's got everyone in it. Yeah, they they do it later with six, and it's really stupid. Because oh. <laughs> five, it's is, fun. It's fun to play, but it's just stupid. Because <laughs> five was all about hey, do you, you guys remember Resident Evil One? You guys remember Chris? Well, guess what? He's he's jacked. And then it's like Resident Evil 6 is like, all right, we knew we fucked up in Resident Evil 5, but let's bring the band back together. And fuck up more. Yeah. (laughs) 
But um, and then guess what? Then they got rid of everything and made a great game again, which is kind of what happened with four. I think that's the best. They should they should just make it an anthology series that just make a great game every time. They shouldn't be married to their sequels well, or prequels or previous games, whatever. Well, that's the thing I want to bring up about Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Seven, is like they are good on their own. Like if yes. if Leon was not the main character in this game, I think I would forgive it a little bit. But like, and I'm not saying you know Leon in it is like bad. It just it it seems so out of place. It just seems forced. Just like how in Resident Evil Seven, uh, spoiler alert for everybody. Um, you know, when you see Chris Redfield at the end, it's like, ugh, you had to put that in there. Like, I mean, it is a Resident Evil game. I get it. Put it in the same universe and everything. Mm-hmm. But but again, it's like, they had to put that in there so that, you know, it's kind of like in, and I know we always <laughs> miss off me, it's like, like wrestling. Like, when the new people are not doing that well, and they're like, all right, let's bring in Goldberg, or let's bring in, you know, every legend possible. And, you know, it's going to get over for the, the hardcore fans that, you know, in the 90s and stuff. It's just, it's forced. Let it brew on its own. Like, I definitely wanted to know the main character in Seven, and I think him ex- escaping and fighting <laughs> that whatever that monster was at the end, um, it, it, it could have went on. And especially in Resident Evil 4, where they could have done a four or five and six action-packed game with a new uh, person, but I don't know, Zach. What do you what do you think about that? I don't I don't really mind uh, Leon's personality. I guess I call it more like evolution because, like in two, he's kind of like, and then this is going to depend on what version of two you're drawing reference from. Yeah. In in the original two, he's like totally wet behind the ears rookie cop he's also kind of whiny because mm-hmm. every time he, like ada runs off he's like ada wait and then he like tries to radio claire claire we're getting out of here she's like no i already found the sewer entrance you're slacking off i'm i'm going he's like wait he's like why doesn't anybody listen to me mm-hmm. that is literally the line he says <laughs> just he just gets so frustrated that nobody takes him seriously it seems like <laughs> but i the, for better or worse this Leon introduced in four is his personality now mm-hmm. for better for better. I think it's for better. E- yeah. Cause even, even in the remake of two, they kind of draw on that a little bit. Leon has some funny little one liners. Like there, you do the clock tower puzzle and you, you break the bell and it falls down and he's like, man, I hope I don't have to file a report over that <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. And what's funny about Leon is like, he's always doing a job. Like when he's in Resident Evil two, he, he comes in as a rookie, and he still acts like a cop throughout the whole fucking game. Like, if I came in and, like, a zombie apocalypse happened to the town, and there's, like, literally no police force, I'd be like, I'm on my own. It, he acted like a police officer, and he still stayed as a police officer from beginning to end. And obviously, in Resident Evil 4, he's, you know, Secret Service, and he has to go, you know, rescue uh, the president's daughter. So I always find it funny that he's always doing a job. Um, he's a he's a working class guy. He's a Leon's a professional. He, he even has a gun called Matilda. Uh, <laughs> it's not like intentional. It's not like Gun Survivor. It's like die, fight to die, and he has no idea what's going on. No, Leon doesn't have any idea what's going on. He just rolls with it. Yeah. 
Um, moving on to voice acting, um, better than usual. Uh, the one-liners and the jokes uh, are funny from Leon, uh, especially when he's talking to the dwarf, where he's like, "I'm gonna get my right hand man on you." He's like, "You're gonna cut off your right hand." Your right hand comes off. Those are the best. I fucking love that. <laughs> like I, it definitely doesn't have the charm like in Resident Evil One, where it's so bad it was good. But, well, nothing will ever beat that. Mm-hmm, but it, it's definitely better and a uh, <laughs> hundred times better than Gun Survivor. <laughs> yeah, this uh, the voice acting in this game is so good that there are characters that chew the scenery that overact. But they are super memorable and super interesting. Salazar is, of course, who I'm talking about. Mr. Kennedy. And just all this, like, it's all over the top and ridiculous. But he is so much fun in every scene he's in. Like, every time he called me on the radio, I was like, yes, hooray. Or, or uh, Luis. I like Luis a Luis lot. I kind of I I wish, wish there was a playable segment with him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's great. Um, even Ashley, like, her voice actress kind of, like, Puts a, puts a little more into it than is required sometimes. Um, I, I really, I, I think uh, the, probably the, the English voice acting director was probably the one who like directed a lot of the tone for this movie and just nailed it. Mm. Or um, movie game, Jesus Christ. D- uh, does anybody know if Mikami had any influence from Metal Gear Solid? Because the radio things uh, felt like Kodak scenes. I don't know. If he, uh, probably very possible, he yeah, plays some Metal Gear, Metal Gear, and he's like, I want to have this in my game. I'd say it's possible because, judging from some of the notes about development throughout the game, it seems like they're comparing a lot, they're comparing notes. Like, they brought up Silent Hill as a competitor, yeah, they, they're talking about action and stuff, and I, it seems like that's probably what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because I, th- I thought that was a nice touch, and I definitely found that as a plus because you could definitely get some character development and, you know, s- some of the dialogue across instead of just having, you know, their hands and arms move weirdly while they're talking, uh, <laughs> like past games, but I-, I thought that was pretty good. Um, With Ada Wong... Did you think that was Ford too? Like, did we really need to have Ada Wong in there just because of the love interest? No. I. Sorry. Do you did you want more? Because no, she she provides very little to this story. All she does is like give the plot a tiny nudge in a couple places, and she gives you a rocket launcher, and she's just around. Leon can never do anything on his own. You know? No, but it, it's like, oh, she's looking for a, a sample, and she's working for who's she working for? Wesker. Wesker. Mm-hmm. Wesker. Yeah, but so is Krauser, right? Yeah, but it was a, so it was a, it was a ruse. Why it, have it was spy Ada? Shit. I know, but why, why have two characters that Ada's worthless? Ada provides nothing to this game except it was, the two side stories. It was convoluted spy shit. Krauser was their fucking, uh, their fall guy. Double agent. Yeah. Who's their fall guy? Yeah. I don't know. It just, I feel like you could have, you should, they could have given Krauser a bigger role and plugged him into some of the Ada shit, maybe. But he's not sexy, so I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, did anybody want to touch up on voice acting? Did anything uh, come out uh, unique in any way or something bad in this game that you wanted to touch up on? Apparently, a lot of the stuff that the uh, the Spaniards say is hilarious, I've heard. Yeah, there's like a whole... You could like Google it and find... Oh, this is what all the Spanish people say in Resident Evil 4. And it's, I think, like, I only know one. And it's like when Leon goes into the house, like the first house when he leaves the police car in the very beginning of the game. He goes in that dude's house and he's like, hey, have you seen this girl? And what he says is literally translated... Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of my house. Calls him a cabron. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that they say, I, I wish I could remember the exact phrase, but it's like, I'm behind you, you idiot. And it only plays when they're literally behind you. So if you know Spanish, you have a bit of an edge in this game because they'll say shit like that and then you'll know to turn around. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed it in... The enemies were creepy sound, especially when you start hearing the Spaniards like uh, mumble in in Spanish, and you're like, "Oh shit, I got I got to do a quick turn because I'm about to get stabbed with a pitch, pitchfork or something." Uh, and then you know, obviously those little cult members were creepy as fuck too. Yeah, the cult guys were creepiest because they do that fucking laugh and they do all that chanting and shit. And it's like when you're in some of the areas where it's like they're heavily populated. It's everywhere. They're just walking around the whole time. You can hear them going, or whatever they're saying. And it's just fucking bizarre because they're like right on the other side of a wall or something. Yeah, it's spooky. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I think we're good to move on to the meaty flesh of this podcast. Uh, Yum. Yum. Uh, different versions of Resident Evil 4. There was a shit ton. I'm just, I'm not naming them all. They were on everything. From GameCube and and beyond. GameCube, PS2, 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, iPad, iPhone, Zebo, PC, twice. Um, Wii. Wii U. Wii U. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that's all of them. That's that's close. I got close. Mm-hmm. I think that is all of them for real. And then it, th- there was a there was many ports and there was many remasters and um, the HD um, really brought up the graphics in this game. Uh, uh, I don't really agree with that. I haven't played the HD version. For, I've I've just had the GameCube version since since back in the day. Uh, when it first originally came out on PC and PS2, I I think it was ten, it was very noticeable that the graphics are better i don't know about lighting but uh i mean looking at it now on gamecube and ps2 is very fuzzy as andy was putting it before i don't know if it was andy or zach who said it yeah it's got a scuzz i don't i don't think the hd facelift it got did it favors really it's like taking the fog out of silent hill it makes it seem less dirty less lived in yeah, like, with that fuzziness is gone, you see a lot more of the flaws and the texture work and everything. I'm not joking. That's act- I'm actually serious. Um, I noticed several little errors and stuff like that, and the stuff in the menu just looks awful now. Like, all the little objects in your attache case, everything looks terrible. But I don't know. This is an SD-only game for me after playing it in HD. It's just It just makes it uglier. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I I thought it looked good, but uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too big on graphics, but I played it on GameCube and I thought the graphics look on that one looked fucking really good. Yeah, it's standard definition though. Yeah. We yeah. can do progressive scan though. It's one of the GameCube games that does, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think I'm the only one here who didn't play Ada Wong Mission because I didn't. I did back in the day. I didn't play it for this. I mean, I played it in also back in the day. I just never. I didn't. I didn't have. Even though we delayed this podcast like two times, um, one of them is really short. You're supposed to beat it in a sit down, right? There's no save points. I played everything. Oh wow! And uh, what bo- what bonus stuff do you get in this game, Zach? Since you're the person that knows all that information. Well, he gets access to separate ways, which we didn't. Yeah, um, in the the original GameCube version didn't have the separate ways side campaign, which is where you play Ada during the main story. Yeah. And um, uh, let's see. When you beat it, you unlock the uh, the police uniform for Resident Evil 2. You, you can, get that in the GameCube. You can buy the Matilda gun after that. In the merchant, um, blah, 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 blah. you also get the gangster outfit. That's exclusive to, to other versions. Yeah, also. it was like it was PS2 and after every version. Ashley also that. dresses like some kind of pop star or something. It no, really she stupid. She had the pop star thing, I think, in the GameCube one. Uh, oh. the, the thing they added in the PS2 and on was the suit of armor, where like nobody could pick right. her up. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> nobody could pick her up, and nobody could damage her. Mm. <laughs> and then um oh hell what else did they add uh i think that was actually all they they really added uh on and then after uh, the other bonus modes is like uh, assignment ada which like andy was saying is like a short extra mode mm-hmm. you can beat it in a few hours like two yeah. two three hours um then you got mercenaries the now known version of mercenaries like what? What's in every game now? It's like what's well, mercenaries? It's pretty much what RE4 started, where you just get a bunch of characters and you just kill a bunch of guys within the time limit. I played a little mercenaries. How can you not? I uh, I used to like fucking love it, and now it's like it's fun, but I kind of I kind of felt the charm wear off after thirty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't appeal to me. The mercenaries. I just I've always been about single player, and that's <laughs> that's it. I mean, it is single player. Yeah, Dubs, you idiot. <laughs> no, no. God damn it. <laughs> um, other than that, I remember the gangster outfit. I remember that in Resident Evil 2. That was pretty cool. Um, let's move oh, on. Oh, yeah, the Chicago typewriter and the infinite rocket launcher. Forgot about this. Yeah, yeah, those things, too. Forgot about that. Always love the infinite. Uh... Some good side stories or journals or diaries. So, Andy, you could either pick, like, what part of the story of this game that you like, or... Salazar calling me on the radio. <laughs> I like that every time Salazar appears, he's on a balcony, so he can look down on you, because he's a short guy. It's, been, it's a nice touch. I, I like the catfish boss battle. That was my favorite part. Just because it was fucking unique and different, and you were on a little tiny, <laughs> little tiny boat. I think up until toward the end of the game, I died more on that boss fight than any other point, like, for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
it's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, what did you like, or journal, or diary, or like side conversation with um, radio? Let's see. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Any conversation Leon has with Salazar or Sadler is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, side stuff. Yeah, I, I like how he interacts with Salazar in the castle. My favorite one is like when. It's like one of the last times he sees him before he transforms. And he like he just takes his knife out and throws it at him. <laughs> and he like gets his his hand, his hand sticks to the wall and he just like looks over at it really slowly and he's like ah! like it actually hurt him. <laughs> it's just this is really funny. And then he runs away like a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> um as for files cuz supposed to include files of this. Mm-hmm. But um I liked uh, I liked like Luis's notes and then like some of the like all his research notes actually helped give you a lot of background for like the parasite and how it works and stuff. So they're still adhering to that science fiction part of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot that they were even in the game. Yeah, yeah. I actually that's the same thing uh, I was going to choose uh, Zach because. Literally, I didn't really care. I just wanted to know about the parasite. I was like, why ain't my zombies in here? And I just wanted to touch up on uh, what these parasites were about and who are these uh, Spaniards and this cult member shit and stuff that was going on. Well, well, this game's a little different from all the others in the files because in all the other games, it's like, you know diaries or notes from just people who happen to get caught up in the stuff mm-hmm. or in the case of like Resident Evil 1 it's people that worked on the grounds of the estate stuff and they all had different positions like you find the fucking janitor's diary then you find like the lead researcher's diary you find the diary of the guy that dies the fucking T-virus to make it look blue <laughs> and then here it's all pretty much one perspective other than Luis and it's just Everybody is in this cult, and everybody is going to kill Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's all the notes that you. Well, get. they don't decide to kill that. Leon until it's too fucking late. It's weird. Yeah. The first part of this game, they're like, "Eh, we'll worry about him later. Fuck it, I, whatever. He's not going to do anything." And, and then, then later, like, like, "Fucking kill him! God damn it!" It's like, yeah, at the halfway point of the game, he's killed like four hundred people. <laughs> um, I, this story in this game is confusing the pacing i felt was a little weird in this game especially when you get in the middle part of the game it just uh, slows down terribly i think the church the story seems pretty straightforward i thought i don't know it, it it feels so maybe because mikami is just like i want this to be different yeah and it totally showed and... what 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 confused you about the game it seems pretty i mean they kidnap the president's daughter. Mm-hmm. They infect her with something so they can send her back and she'll, like, infect or kill the president or something. But they want a ransom for it, which I always thought was confusing. I was like, let's just let Leon take her back. But he says something in the church about uh, they running a cult isn't cheap or some stupid throwaway. Oh, but by the way, we were greedy, too. And uh, so Leon wants to rescue her. Um, Ada and Krauser want the Las Plagas samples to take back to Wesker. Um, Sadler wants to control the world. Um, 
Salazar is the descendant of the royalty that had locked away the Las Plagas and stopped the Los Illuminados. Um, that's kind of it. There's not much to it. I, don't know. I, I think I just got lost in the whole cult thing because, again, I'm being biased just because it's so different. Again, like the game because it's different and I think it should have been a standalone. I think adding, you know, uh, putting in Leon, putting in Ada, and then having that quick mention of Umbrella in there. It was just like, you could have made this your own thing, but you wanted it to be in the Resident Evil storyline, which they kind of don't mention that much of the storyline anyway. So, and, and this is considered part of the main storyline too, because I don't know, because Gun Survivor, they kind of, it's like a side story. Um, but it is canon. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I always wanted the Lost Plagas to, like, turn up in, like, Resident Evil 6 or something. I wanted it to matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't really. Like, the, in 5, the Ouroboros shit is based on the Plagas. Yeah. Like, what I, Wesker eventually gets a hold of the It's shit. The, the progenitor virus, right? No. Whatever it was, it, it's it's a leftover idea. From yeah, and then six is expanding on that idea more. They make some virus with Plagas information they have, and the Ouroboros information they have, and they make a super G Plaga Ouroboro saturation. Mm-hmm. Oh, spooky! So it kind of plays in. Yeah, I think the reason why like Resident Evil Four was so successful is because I think that was during the time where people were just like, oh my god, zombies, stop it. It's yes. Get, it's getting old. Yes. And then you had people come in being like, oh, this is not, you know, a survival horror game. This is different. And, you know, it had that following of casual players that came in and played the game. And that was really good for the, the franchise, I guess. But then when 5 came out, it was like, what the fuck is this? And then six is like, all right, we heard you, but we still want to keep this still action packed. So we're gonna have a little bit of zombies and a little bit of fucking weirdness. <laughs> with the exception of the series' advent with Resident Evil One, I think Resident Evil Four is the best thing to happen in Resident Evil. I'll I just mean, say it. I mean, it kept it relevant in a sense. Like, if Resident Evil Four didn't happen, I think it would have died. And I would agree with you, Andy. I, Zach, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, two kind of really helped push it into popularity. You know, I don't think it's fair to leave it out. I mean, it could be the third most important, but I just think, like... Without 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 two, there wouldn't have been a Resident Evil. Maybe That's, not. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, two happened, which really brought uh, popularity to Resident Evil, and then Resident Evil 3 was good. And then you had Code Veronica, and then you had the the Gun Survivor game. So it was on the decline. And then when Resident Evil Four happened, yeah, it it like it spiked really hard. And then people, yeah, and then people wanted Resident Evil Five. Resident Evil Four is the only reason I care about Resident Evil. That's really sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, everybody has their gateway. It's okay. It's it was okay. the first one I played. It was the last one I played. I'm not going to be like one of those earlier. One of those fucking assholes, like you, you played Resident Evil Four. That's how you know Resident Evil. Get the fuck out of my community. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid shit. But no, like, 
Um, I I don't know. Did you know Resident Evil Five is actually the best-selling game in Resident Evil, and it's actually I think it's one of Capcom's top best-selling games of this day. It's not four. It's I did five, know that. Yeah, which is like really surprising. Well, it's not really surprising because Resident Evil Four was so awesome with everybody that you know people were craving for more Resident Evil Four, and what they got was shit. I think well, part of it was all the Nintendo fanboys played it on the GameCube, and then all the all the real there were more PS2s in the world than there were GameCubes. That's that's a flat, undeniable fact. So then it came out on PS2, and more people played it, and now you got two different SKUs. And then it came out. Uh, did it come out on the Wii before Resident Evil Five hit? It didn't. Did it? No, it didn't. It was no, like... well. Still, you've split the SKUs, and I think that that might be a little bit of a factor. The um, Resident Evil Five. I remember Zach, you and I were working at GameStop when it came out. It had a huge marketing push that I just don't think Resident Evil Four had. No, it. it you're right. It kind of didn't have that. Like there was Resident Evil 5's marketing was like crazy massive yeah fuck, it was a fuck ton of people in our local area pre-ordered that game i remember i think that was one of the first midnights i worked but um i remember there was a there was a, a new xbox 360 release that came with the game um that too it came out simultaneously on more than one console that probably helped mm -hmm. uh again it was in the it was in marketing it was on tv it was in magazines GameStop uh, and other game places were hanging signs of it. Resident Evil 4, it was more of like, I know there were TV commercials because I've seen them on YouTube, but I didn't see them. When I, in, in 2004 or 5, I, did, I never saw ads for this game. Yeah, well, Except I, in magazines. Well, Just saw, in magazines. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I was going to say. All I saw was on Game Informer or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Can't wait for this game. Well, let me just add that it was surprising to me because now Resident Evil 4 has had so many re-releases and opportunities to catch up that it still hasn't. Oh, does that does it count every skew of Resident Evil 4? Yes. Oh, Jesus. And still it doesn't catch five? No, that's oh, crazy. I thought I thought you meant like as far as like one release goes, but you no, no, they they count it combined because it's like then like you know fives re-released a couple times, so it gets more sales. Do they count it all as one, or do they count it as Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Four HD, and Resident Evil Four Wii Edition? Because they are they, kind of technically different games. They just clump it all together into like one skew. That's they 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 treat Street Fighter Two the same way. Street Fighter Two is the best-selling game Capcom ever made. Well, how could it not be? It, I mean, for all the consoles that Resident Evil is on, Street Fighter's on fucking ten times as many. And they had like they had like a dozen SKUs for that game, and they they just all combine it into one thing. Mm. So, I I think we could move on to some personal stories about this game. No, no, I want to keep talking about numbers and crunching numbers <laughs> and marketing. It's turned into a, a marketing game, marketing and numbers podcast now. Resident Evil 5 was yes. the chance for global saturation. Look at those damn numbers. This is good shit. Now let's move the fox. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon reference, god damn it. Um, personal stories. Uh, my personal story pretty much is uh, I saw it in the Game Informer and I obviously saw the E3 demo and I was hyped for it. And when I finally played this game, I was like, everything is different. Like, 
keep in mind back then like internet was slow so like <laughs> i didn't want to hold up the phone line uh a lot and i i didn't i don't think i had dsl at that time yet um but i just remember going wait where are the zombies like that was my first thing that came out of my mouth when i uh so poor poor little joe he didn't get his he didn't get the zombos mm -hmm. and i was pretty disappointed but i still played through the game and i thought it was a good game i just didn't i just think it wasn't a good resident evil game zach you have any personal stories um, I can remember getting hyped for this game, like, all the way back to the start of the Castle Fog uh, reveals, and then um, I was really confused when all of a sudden the game didn't look like that anymore, <laughs> because, I, like, I just, I, it's like, okay, apparently they redid it from the ground up, and I wasn't aware of any of these other demos, like the Hookman thing and all that, I didn't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. um, that one passed me by. And uh, I got a hold of the demo through GameStop somehow. I don't really remember how, how that worked. I think I might have pre-ordered it and I got it. Um, and, like, I played it and I was like, whoa, this is, like, really different, but it's, like, fun as shit. Like, mm -hmm. I, can't wait to, I can't wait to play this. It didn't really bother me that much that it was so different. I just, I just had a lot of fun with it. It kind of canceled that out and it wasn't even like that big of a deal for me either it was just kind of like like i said before the biggest bummer for me in this game is when they just kind of like throw the backstory out the window <laughs> and just disregard it pretty much I, I think that's what disappointed me the most obviously you know since zombies weren't there just like oh cool you know we finally get that like how you explained it before that avengers moment where we're all gonna team up and we're gonna defeat the big umbrella and it's just like, oh, you gotta go through the, the cult parasite members and save uh, the president's daughter. And I was just like, okay, I guess. I, I was know. just I was just too busy being riveted by this game. I don't know. <laughs> Andy, what's your personal story? Um, like I said, this is the reason I before this game came out. Uh, Resident Evil, who cares? Whatever. Uh, my PlayStation One years were taken up with Metal Gear Solid and uh, Final Fantasy for the most part. I, Resident Evil flew under the radar. Like in hindsight, it's a great game. I, I totally acknowledge that. But I didn't play it as a kid. Didn't care. I was first working my first retail gig at a different GameStop, and my manager was like, "You've never played Resident Evil before? This game's great. It had just come out, and we had like." a used copy so he took out the keys got into the nintendo gamecube kiosk took out their demo disc and put in resident evil 4 said here go play resident evil 4 i'll watch the store for a little while i just stood there and, like played the beginning of resident evil 4 and then we just left it in the machine for like two weeks and just sold that game like crazy because people kept playing it and going this game's great what is this i want to i want to buy this this is excellent it's only on gamecube that's bullshit and then they'd hear it was on PS2 and pre-order it. <laughs> but I, that game was awesome. It was, uh, besides Smash Brothers, it was the reason to own a GameCube. Mm -hmm. it, it was great. And uh, I picked it up, and when I, uh, kind of sub-story, um, my GameCube eventually went to my sister, because I bought a Wii, so I could play GameCube games on that. But I sold my Wii at some point, but I kept 
Resident Evil 4, because it was I was so sentimental for how good that game was. Mm. I kept nothing but my memory card and Resident Evil 4, and it just sat, sat on my shelf forever. Till years later, I rebought a GameCube, of course. Oh. Andy's personal story was way better than mine's. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I'm a good storyteller. And mine was just like, I saw it, I did the magazine. I liked it. I saw it, and then there weren't zombies, and I was angry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm a fucking terrible child. Um, let's get into the lightning round. Yeah. Um, the first question, who do you prefer to play as? And I will say these options. Ashley, duh. I mean, come on. <laughs> Did you like playing as Ashley? Did you like playing as Leon? Did you like doing Leon like protecting Ashley and did you like uh doing Ada files or whatever Leon Solo I mean that's what we're all gonna say yep <laughs> I fucking hated protecting Ashley and for the most part she's not that bad I really really love and appreciate the fact that it's programmed that like if you if you do the quick turnaround or she's standing next to you and you turn and there's bad guys behind her and you pull your gun out mm. she crouches immediately like she's not an idiot she says oh he's pointing a gun over there and she she ducks and covers her head so you can shoot over her head mm -hmm. as little things like that like honestly as far as escorts go in games this is one of the best examples I think programming I think, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's it's brilliantly fun. I'm just saying as long as they did it, I think they did a really good job. I think what really bothered me was uh, in a church area where when you're getting like bum rushed by like a million priests, and <laughs> and I'm like trying to protect her, and you know they're grabbing her, and I had like this fucking big mini boss that I had to fight, and it just like, oh my god, it was it was more of an annoyance than anything, like. I like that they had that as a mechanic, I guess. Uh, was this one of the first games where you had to protect and, like, kind of, like, protect a person without them dying? Is that No. It couldn't be. No. There, there's tons of games that have escort missions. I, going back as maybe as far as the Atari, you know? Oh, no, I, I'm like, I'm not real sure about that, but at least NES, there's got to be. I'm talking about Resident Evil. And, uh, the oh, Resident Evil? No, because RE2, you had... Sh uh, well, no, wait. Um, no, th those characters never really got attacked. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, they only took damage, like, when you played them solo. That's the only time that really mattered. But then again, I, I don't think I ever had one of the characters die. Because I know when you're with Ada, like, obviously he's getting attacked because you hear the, you know, eh, eh. Yeah, they get Please hit. <laughs> they get they get hit, but nothing happens. So yeah, the, in Resident Evil, yeah, this is the first time that happens. There. Yeah. So, um, Zach, who do you like to play as? Uh, yeah, Leon. But I'm gonna do a shout out to Ada in separate ways because she has a bunch of cool weapons. Mm -hmm. She has like um. Also, Hunk is the best in Mercenaries. Yeah, Hunk's the fun, most fun to play in that. Fucking snaps their necks. That's fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> like, but no, like uh, Ada has this uh, pump action shotgun that has like the the handle thing on it, and that thing fucking sounds awesome. And it's so satisfying when you hear that boom. Like it's just cool. 
And uh, she also has a uh, fucking crossbow with explosive bolts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has like a grappling hook. So you can like go up in like areas and find treasure and shit or like just get away from enemies and kind of like snipe at them or something. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, what is your favorite boss, Andy? Go first. Um, man, for for a Resident Evil game, the bosses I, I just you fight that big guy like three fucking times. That's so stupid. Um, I really like the big alligator catfish. I really like plant Salazar. I guess. Um, that plant Salazar. I'm gonna go with that one just because. And this is a really stupid reason to like it so much, but I really like Salazar. I like um, the dynamics of that fight, but also I've always traditionally saved the rocket launcher for it, and it's just funny. It's funny to me. <laughs> Zach, what is your favorite boss battle? Um, uh, Salazar's right hand. <laughs> like that thing has a name, but I can't remember it because it's really long and it's in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but like. That, that fight is really cool because it's, like, this really fast enemy that can, like, stealth. And it's, like, really strong. And it, like, climbs up the walls and the ceiling and shit. And it's, like, way faster than you. So it's it's actually kind of a scary part in that game. This game does have some scary parts in it. And that's one of them. Yeah. Plus, it's cool how you beat them. You, like, you like push these uh, canisters of, like, liquid nitrogen. And they just start blowing it the gas everywhere. And it, like, freezes them. Then you can hurt them. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of tension. You gotta wait for that elevator. I like that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the catfish fight, the the big big catfish, because I was like, you're on this little tiny boat and you're shooting like harpoons at it, and I just thought it was it was fucking awesome. I don't know. I just had more fun with that. The Salazar was pretty good, but I think I'm always gonna you know, have the catfish as, like, a memory in this game. <laughs> yeah, that well, thing definitely gets a shout-out. Yeah, for sure. I think we all agreed it was it was a lot of fun. Yep. Did uh, you guys know that there's an, a secret way to die? I guess it's an achievement in the PS4 version, where you shoot fish standing by the lake, like, on the dock, and the thing will just, like, oh, just kill you real quick. No, I didn't know that. It's, like, a special one-off only their animation. It's interesting. Look it up. Hmm. I didn't know about that either. Yeah, there's just like fish swimming around before you do that boss fight. And if instead of getting in the boat, you stand around and try to like shoot at the fish, you know, like you, you shoot at the birds and sometimes they'll drop money for some reason. Mm-hmm. You just sit there and do that long enough and eventually it'll just like kill you. Like there's no prompt to dodge. You don't have time to move. It just like eats the whole dock and you with it. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, favorite part of the game, Zach? What is your favorite part of the game? Uh, the castle. Uh, the castle is most reminiscent of classic Resident Evil settings. It's like got many tapestries. It's in this rich, luxurious, opulent environment with with art and paintings and weird puzzles. And a trolley system for some reason. It's just, it's a very Resident Evil location. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. Andy, what's your favorite part of the game? The castle. It's one of my favorite parts of any game ever. Uh, 
the it's a shame because the village is so moody and so interesting and so cool and then the castle comes along and it is double interesting and double moody and double cool and then you go to a military base and it's like oh no okay i get it yeah that kind of sucked it was kind of a bummer when you go from those two and you go to like the weird military base lab place they really dropped the ball yeah but yeah the castle is just outstanding i a a whole game of that i'd buy it definitely Mm -hmm. uh i do this is gonna be hard because i do like the castle because of the uniqueness and like the weirdness of like all these priests and it really opens up in the game like in the beginning you're just like all right cool there's these like weird people with parasites in them and then it's like holy shit now you got hooded people what the fuck is going on here uh that then when they get to the military base like the only thing i liked about the military base is when you have to dodge like the lasers and shit which obviously that was uh you know stolen from the movie (laughs) well it was used towards the movie you guys ever sit in the chair after you do that no. Oh, no. Okay, here's another one-off animation. Ah, I bet this is a trophy on the newer versions. After you uh, go through that laser trap thing and you go into like the room where like you see Salazar sit, you, if you go up to the chair, it says sit, and you can press A or action or whatever the shit. Yeah. And Leon sits in the chair and like kind of crosses his leg and kind of rests his head on his fist, and he just kind of like the camera pans out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> is it's that cool. a reference to Conan? I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's really I, I do it every time. Every time after I do that puzzle. Oh my god! I gotta try that now. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with the the church too, or the castle, which you know there is churches in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that's the most interesting part of the game to me. And then the military is like. I felt like the military bases where they were just like, all right, we need to bring it back kind of to what Resident Evil is. But I do enjoy Castle, so Castle is my favorite part. Favorite weapons? Red 9. Is that the sniper rifle? No, it's the, the, the pistol. It's the Mauser broom handle. Uh-huh. C96. You can get the stock and the extended barrel. God, I fucking love that gun. Incredible. That- Zach knows this about me, but this is it's one of my favorite video game guns, period. There's a lot of stuff in this game that's my favorite blank ever. I love the castle. I love Salazar. I love the Red Nine. I own a replica, and I want to own a real one one day, but they'll cost like a grand. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, the two twenty three uh, rifle with the scope because it came handy when uh, Ashley was getting taken by the hooded people, and I had True. to s- snipe them. So that's my favorite weapon. And obviously... Uh, the what do you call it the magnum in the game was cool but uh zach what's your favorite weapons uh yeah the red nine's really cool that's a particular favorite of mine um i also like the uh the the it's not even a desert eagle i i discovered that what this recent playthrough the other magnum the the one that just looks like a semi-automatic pistol that's It'll just make a, anyone's day, right? Or no, no, that's the revolver. That's the revolver. That is a AMT hardballer long slide. It's just a big ass forty-five with a scope on it, like from Terminator, the one Arnold has. Oh right, right. That is exactly what that gun is. But that gun is cool. <laughs> nice. Um, 
how long did you guys beat this game? Because it took me 13 hours. Let's see. It took me 15 hours and some change to beat the main game. One time I walked away from it, though, and did some other shit for like an hour, so 14, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't remember. I think mine was 15 or 16, but I did the same thing twice. I paused it and walked away for like kind of a long time. And twice uh, when I would get home from work, I'd say, I'll just go play Resident Evil. I played Resident Evil for like three hours, but I kept going in the other room and making cocktails, which takes you know, a few minutes. So. <laughs> I, uh, if you count my time to playing as Ada twice, uh, let's see, the assignment Ada, I think was two and a half hours for me, maybe. And uh, the separate ways takes five hours usually so 23 hours total so i think we would all get like a b ranking right yeah i don't know it didn't really rank you in this one i think did it no i think i'd do worse than that this this most recent playthrough i decided to do all red nine if i could but later in the game you you gotta buy the rifle because mm-hmm. those damn hooded people and that's our lightning round, everybody. Um, Andy, uh, I know you haven't played the other games, so you're kind of going to be excluded from this unless you want to, you know... Oh, my rankings are at the bottom. Oh. Oh, yeah, two of them. <laughs> Sweet. All right. We're going to start off with Zach. Uh, this is the final countdown. What we do is uh, we have 1 through 15. We're ranking every single... Uh, game and it's not 15 it's 14 I can't count but anyway uh, Zach what did you put Resident Evil 4 and I put Resident Evil 4 in 6 area by accident on your Google Doc I'm sorry <laughs> hello is he dead did you mute yourself Zach yeah yeah sorry I had myself muted there I was moving <laughs> Um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, what am I going to put this? I'm going to put this beneath, I'm going to put it in the number four slot. Number Resident Evil 4 goes into four. Uh, I've already moved everything. I'm, give me a second. All right. Um, so to kind of recap on what you have for your ranking so far, number one, you have the one uh, Resident Evil 1 remake. At number two, you have Resident Evil 2 remake. At number three, you have Resident Evil 2 1998. At number four, you have Resident Evil 4. At five, you have Resident Evil 3. At six, you have Resident Evil 1, the original. Uh, seven, you have Resident Evil Code Veronica. At number eight, you have Resident Evil Zero. And at number 13, you have Resident Evil Survivor slash Dead Aim. What are you reserving 14 for? Uh, never mind. Don't don't tell me it's playing. Oh, this evil sucks. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know yet. It, it this could all change. Some of this stuff has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I like I just put four where three was. I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, there we go. I have Resident Evil put- four at nine. At nine. Hmm. <laughs> And I can't spell evil because I'm an idiot. Every other bullshit Resident Evil, get out of here. 
To recap on what I have, at number one, I have Resident Evil 3. At number two, I have the remake of Resident Evil 2. At number three, I have Resident Evil 2 1998. At number five, I have Resident Evil 1. At number six, I have Resident Evil 1 Remastered. At number seven, I have Resident Evil 0. At eight, I have Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. At number nine, obviously Resident Evil 4. At ten, I have Resident Evil Survivor slash Dead Aim. Andy has Resident Evil 4 at number one. <laughs> And at number two, he has every other bullshit Resident Evil game. <laughs> well, he's yes. got to complete any other one. I stand by my rankings. That's probably the best ranking at everything. But, uh, yeah. That is our ranking so far. Um, we still have Resident Evil 5. We have Resident Evil 6. And then we have the two Revelation games. I was wondering if you were going to do those. And then Resident Evil 7. What about the Chronicles games? Uh, I think we're having like a special episode where we do like honorable mentions and stuff. Uh, but thank well, you. don't forget to mention Deadly Silence if you want. I like that game. Yeah. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because we are going to be doing a crossover in Big Trouble Podcast with the, uh, the Nemesis Project. We're going to be doing a ranking <laughs> Of all the Resident Evil movies on Big Trouble Little Podcast. Uh, th that's the project we're going to be doing. Um, I will say right off the bat, I only like one and two, and I hate everything else. <laughs> I've only seen one, so. Oh, you have the wrong idea about these movies. See, you're like me before I really figured out what these movies were all about. <laughs> but yeah, there... I... what, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, they're great. They're hilarious. Oh, no. They're bad. Some of them are bad, good movies, but then, you know, Resident Evil 3 happens, and you're just, like, wondering why the whole Earth is, like, a desert. <laughs> because the T-Virus gets rid of water. Don't you know that? <laughs> Duh! <laughs> Fucking dumbass. I'm going to need a lot of a lot of this, this kind of stuff to get through those movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are good drinking movies. Mm. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Uh, I believe we, me and Andy, still have to uh, do our final ranking on Star Trek. Which we Depending will... on what you listen to, you're going to find out either from this or from that. So yeah, so possibly in about two weeks, we're going to be starting the uh, Resident Evil One, uh, the movie, not the, not the game. Shit, I need to buy that collection. Yeah, I think you can rent most of them for a couple bucks. No, I want to own these. Yeah, I don't blame you. I did the same thing with like apes and Star Trek. Other than that, um, do you guys have any projects you're working on? No. No. Uh, obviously, we have the Big Trouble podcast. Um, and working on nerd reviews still. Just a lot of shit's happening. I'm applying for a new job, a career, sort of say. Right, you know, I'm gonna be working for possibly an entity that I'm not gonna talk about. Uh, <laughs> President of the United States of America. Yeah. Cthulhu. You're pretty close. Gregory <laughs> uh, <laughs> The penguins from Madagascar. Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. 
Walmart. <laughs> no, no. Hey, um, I forgot. Did we mention we were going to do the books or not? Because I am reading the books right now. Uh, Dork. It's going to be an honorable mention. Uh, yeah. Reading. Which, which books are you on? I'm on the third book, the one for Resident Evil 2. Damn, you're quick. I'm not quick. No, I've been pretty slow in reading these. Just take a look. It's in a book, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> then there's all the comics, and then all the different comics, and then there's the mangas, and then there's the, the, the Hong Kong mangas that came then out. Then there's the porno spoofs. You gotta watch all those. Yeah, you gotta watch the pornos. You gotta watch the source filmmaker pornos that people make with in-game models, and it's really funny. <laughs> That's really specific. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe Valentine sandwich. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think that's a porno somewhere. Jill said right, we're getting way off in the weeds here. <laughs> no, you're not. Resident Evil is all about getting into the weeds. Uh, to catch all our podcasts on the Nemesis Project, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. We're also on Spotify and I, uh, not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcast. Uh, where if you type in Nerd of You Network. All our podcasts are on there. Watch it, listen to it. I don't care what you do, and please give us a comment and rating. Even if it, we suck and you think we suck, just say we suck, okay? I just want we don't to... suck. We don't suck. I just want to know you guys are out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are getting the downloads. It's just nobody's talking. So, I mean, if you're listening and you just want to listen, then stay there. But no I, feedback is good feedback. I guess. I guess we're doing... No, that means we're doing everything right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Go uh, listen to Big Trouble on Little Podcast and give give negative feedback on that. Now, give five-star reviews, but then type that your negative review. That's how it's done. Mm -hmm. That's how you fight the system. Mm -hmm. but until that's, the, how, that's how you do it. Sorry. Yeah. But until next time, everybody... Uh, We'll see you later. And Resident Evil 5, keep an eye on that. It could be me and Andy playing it live stream one day. It could be Zach and Andy. It could be me and Zach. Or it could be all three of us and one of them, one of us being commentary. Who knows? It, it could be Dubs and, and, and PewDiePie. He's going to be he's gonna be a guest on the next episode. Remember PewDiePie? Remember when he was a Nazi? Parp... Uh, you remember? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Until next time, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> Cut! <laughs>